Welcome back to another episode of Out of Office Unfiltered. I am your host, Taylor Nicole, and I am super excited to be recording today. I hope you all had a restful and rewarding weekend. Super excited to be back on the microphone. I know I keep saying that I am working out the schedule of recording. I still am a little bit. I think Sunday nights uh, is the best for me to record. It's just hard it's not the recording part isn't the difficult aspect it's more so like sitting down and editing because that is what's really time consuming but anyways last weekend didn't put out an episode i went down to my college and surprised my sorority little sunday i think i was just recouping not much going on this past week but this weekend has been super fun. I went out Friday night and um, celebrated my coworker slash friend's birthday, and that was such a good time. Some girl tried to fight me over a straw, which was a crazy experience. I never thought I would be someone who like wanted to get punched in the face, but I thought it would be absolutely hilarious to be punched over a straw. Thankfully, my friends didn't let that happen, but I still think it would have been a great story to be able to tell. Um, That was super fun. And I watched this show on Amazon. Let me know if anyone's watched it. It's called The Consultant. I don't even know how to describe it, and I don't know how I feel about it, but I binged seven episodes. I have one episode left. Today I was gonna binge OBX, Outer Banks, but now we're here uh, recording. So today's episode, I don't know what I'm gonna title it quite yet, but Essentially, today's episode's going to be advice for graduating college, entering the corporate world. It's going to be geared more towards that just because that's been my experience, but I think a lot of this can be applicable to starting any new chapter in life. So, you know, we're going to talk about what it's like to be leaving friends and a life that you've built over the past four years, you know, some insight into what it's like trying to get a job, some insight into what it's like moving home and starting fresh back in your parents' house, uh, if that's applicable. Just overall growing up, leaning into that new chapter that you're starting, and just some overall tips that I think I wish I knew when I was graduating. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot thrown at graduates or people who are just, you know, starting to enter the the work life. And I 
kind of want to just like highlight what I think is the most important in regards to that advice that's thrown at you. Everyone has their own approach at doing life and whatever, but I just have a couple that I think are really important to know, you know, when you're actually getting that real taste of adult independence. And today's episode is actually brought to you by a listener write-in. So thank you, Maximus, for sending me a DM. Just a reminder, if there's anything you want to hear me talk about to send me an email or a DM, everything's going to be linked in the description of this episode. But I'm more than happy to talk about what you want to hear about. So let me know. But Maximus wrote in and said, I want to know about the transition from being a student to now an adult. How was that process? And do you have any helpful tips? Was it easy to find a job that related to your major? And how hard was it to find a place to live? Also, how are you able to stay connected to your friends with both of you being busy and on different paths? So great question. And I think really allows us to dive into the entirety of what it's like to graduate and move into the work world. I think before I dive into kind of how I broke it down and the answers that I have, a little bit about my college experience. I went to Christopher Newport University. I'm sure most people listening know that. I majored in English and double minored in communications and business administration. I loved my college experience. I truly graduated and felt like I did everything that I wanted to do in college, everything that I dreamed of doing in college. And just, I think I got the classic college experience uh, that you can reflect on. And you learned so much in and out of the classroom. And the best way I can explain it is when I was dropped off on freshman move-in day, I felt like the campus was so big, which is funny because Christopher Newport is a very small school in comparison to other universities but I felt like the campus was so big and I was terrified I was so scared I genuinely didn't want to be there Uh, and I have always been a very independent person I'd been looking forward to going to college for a really long time and for the freedom that came with it and I just remember being scared out of my mind and I don't even know how to explain it it just felt like every it was too big it was I was like this is too big for me to handle alone I don't know how to do this I was terrified and when I was leaving and moving out of my sorority house my senior year to come home uh, after graduation I remember thinking to myself and reflecting back on that feeling that I had as a freshman and feeling like at this point the campus was too small and I was like I think that is a great indicator that I did everything that I wanted and needed here because me four years ago felt like the smallest fish in the entire ocean and now I feel like a beluga whale in a kiddie pool. Like, I'm just ready to move on. But I love my school. I loved my college experience. I love the friends that I made throughout my four years there. So that's a little bit about me. I was super involved in college. So, you know, leaving, there was a lot to let go of. But I also was very ready to leave college by the time that I graduated. I had kind of grown out of the partying lifestyle and I was ready to be making real money and was just overall ready for a new adventure, for a new 
opportunity to grow and be uncomfortable. I think that's a great way to kind of look at it. I was just, I was too comfortable at that point. Relating all of that back to the question that was sent in, the first thing I want to talk about is the, you know, leaving your friends, how to maintain those relationships. Because I think that that is honestly probably one of the hardest parts about graduating and uh, moving on to that next chapter, because you've built this entire life for yourself for four years in one place with the same people and those bonds are really strong and so in short yeah this is a really sad experience it's something that I really struggled with I just knew from conversations that not all of my friendships were going to survive and just being realistic I mean people moving all over the place some friendships being stronger than others. I just, it wasn't a surprise to me that this was going to happen, but it's still, it it's really hard. And it's something that I think everyone goes through. And so I think that is a really challenging part. And it's okay to, you know, feel all of the emotions that you're going to feel during that experience. I think overall, at least for me, the hardest part is, you know, not being five minutes at max from all of my best friends. And now, you know, having friends who are hours away and just not being able to see them as often, that's definitely difficult and has a lot of emotion attached to it, but is all also normal. And, you know, through that experience, you kind of get to see what friendships matter the most you know, if I can say one thing about that entire experience of college is that not all of your friendships are going to swim, but not all of them are going to sink either. There could be people in your life right now who you just became friends with, and you might look at the relationship and think, oh, it's not going to work out long term. We're not going to be friends after we move to different places but you have no idea. You could look at some of your closest friendships and think, oh, we're going to be inseparable still after college. And again, you have no idea because it is definitely a challenge maintaining those friendships and relationships after, you know, you've lost the common denominator being that you're in close vicinity of each other. It can be very difficult to maintain a friendship via text and FaceTime and phone calls long term. With that being said, I think it's important to remember that you should only be investing in those people or friendships who are also investing in you. Relationships and friendships are a 50-50 type of deal and you can't water grass that's already dead and expect it to grow. That is like the highlight of what I'm saying here, especially when it comes to maintaining those post-graduation friendships. It's true, it is a lot of work, but if both people are willing to, you know, nurture it, then it's absolutely possible. I'm very thankful for the fact that all of my close friendships survived graduation and the distance, but it is a lot of work. It's a lot of planning and organizing times where, you know, you are going to meet. There's an extra bit of energy that goes into making those plans work and a lot of communication and like reminding yourself to communicate because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like if you aren't seeing someone on a daily basis, you don't necessarily think to like text them or call them. 
And that is kind of what happened for me, at least when I first got out of college. It was harder for me to remember to text my friends and check in on them and see what was going on in their lives. But once you get into the routine of it and don't expect your friends or yourself to be able to text like all day, every day, you guys are starting your jobs, starting lives you're busy, but like, you know, weekly check in, say what's going on. How are things going? Active listening is a huge aspect of this. Listening to what's going on in your friends' lives and following up on those things is probably key to, you know, making sure that you have something to talk about. And then also, like I said, you know, putting the energy into planning and executing times that you can reconnect and see each other. Or even one of my best friends lives in Hawaii. Hi, Lauren. If you're listening and we try to FaceTime a good amount just to like catch up on life and see what's going on invent and talk about everything and she's yeah six hours behind time wise and so it's extra energy but it's worth it if it means that our friendship is still you know going to flourish and grow with that however even though this is a sad part of graduation and it's unavoidable. It's going to happen. Something that I think should be expressed more often, especially in the context of relationships when leaving college, is stop worrying about relationships when you're in your 20s and when you're leaving college. Stop stressing yourself out over it. I know that's easier said than done, but coming from someone who is single in her 20s, it is so much fun and so much more relaxing getting to make decisions based on me and what I want and without having to consider how it's going to affect anyone else. So enjoy that. I'm not saying if you're in a relationship to like jump ship, but... I mean, I went through it too. When I was in college, like I felt like the pool of people that I was going to be able to date was just going to disappear. But truly the pond that you are fishing in when you're in college is so little in comparison to the amount of people that you are going to meet after college. So if I could go back and just have a real talk with myself when I was in college at any level, freshman through senior year, I would literally just say like, stop stressing over these relationships or being in a relationship because it's not worth the heartache and the anxiety that you're putting yourself through. It is so much fun getting to live life for you. Like, enjoy it. I saw a TikTok a couple weeks ago that said this could be your last few weeks ever being single for the rest of your life, which is so true. I think everyone should relish in that. But if you are single in your 20s or in college, you know, you never know when you're gonna meet that person. I feel like I'm kind of detouring. We're gonna get back to the college stuff, but I just remember being in college and thinking like, this is it. This is a four year long bachelor episode and I need to find a suitor. And that's just, it simply is not the case. Like I said, if I could go back, I would just be like, first let's go to therapy and figure out how to enjoy being in your own presence. And then let's talk about dating. And also if I meet the right person, then great, but just am content doing my own thing until that happens. But next I want to jump into the whole 
getting a job process and the weight of feeling like you need to have a job when you are graduating. And the one thing that I really want to harp on here is that there's no rush to start your career right when you graduate. And I want to emphasize the word career because the difference between a job and a career, a job is, I mean, anything that you're doing that's going to make you money. Your career is like the job that you are working long term with the intention of moving up and really investing yourself in. And so there's no rush to start there, to start that. You do not need to know everything about anything about what you want to do right when you graduate. We're so young. We do not need to have it all figured out. So it's okay. You do not need to burden yourself with that type of stress, but you should be planning ahead a little bit, thinking about money. And remember that starting a job isn't like when you picked your college. And I like to say this because I think that is probably like the biggest decision that I had to make before I was deciding where I wanted to work. And picking your college felt so stressful. You know, you're picking where you're going to be for the next four years. And that is a huge decision. And when it came to picking your college, it's like, okay, well, you can transfer, but you know, you might lose credits. You might not graduate on time. It might cost you more money. It's a stressful process to transfer schools. But with your job, recognize the concept that you are allowed to leave. You will probably have multiple jobs in your life. You'll probably have multiple jobs in your 20s, to be honest with you, before you really find the one that you're like, okay, I want to make this my career. And so don't stress over that. It's okay. You're going to figure it out. If you find yourself in the position to have a job right out of college that you want to make your career, that's amazing. Congratulations. If you find yourself in a job that you've never even anticipated and now want to build a career in it, that's amazing too. I had zero intentions of ending up where I did, but I'm very grateful that I took the opportunity and have absolutely loved it. And if you have absolutely no idea and you're just gonna take it day by day and not start working immediately after graduation and just kind of figure out really what it is that you want, that's amazing too. You should do that. You should do whatever it is that you need to do to be the most successful in the long run. And if taking a hot second to travel or rest or reset is what you need to do, that is great. What I will say though because this is something that I hear a lot in conversations with people who are still in college. The concept of traveling after school is great. I did some traveling, but also remember that all of that costs money. So if you don't want to start like a corporate job or just like a job that you are really going to have to invest your time into right after college, that's fine. I would, however, say you should consider looking for like a part-time job to help fund the rest or travel lifestyle that you want right then. Just because, again, to do all of those things, it costs money. And if you're going to do it, do it right. Don't allow yourself to be stressed out over finances. So just, you know, have your basis covered. Again, just at the end of the day, you are the only person who knows what's right for you at any given moment, but especially now. And if you know that you don't have the bandwidth to go into a nine to five right away or whatever job that is expected of you to go into, you don't have to. Do what is best for you. 
and what is going to make you successful in the long run. But while you're in college, because this is the number one thing that I heard people talking about when I was in college and I still hear all the time. And I didn't even realize this until my senior year when it was said to me, but college isn't teaching you how to do your job. It's teaching you how to learn how to do your job. And it's teaching you some more of the fine tuning of working, if that makes sense. Let me break that down. If you are someone who has no idea what you're doing after college, which again, absolutely okay. This, I guess, is a little less applicable to people who are going into medical school. Those are very specialized fields to be studying in college. So this doesn't necessarily apply. But for me, being an English major with a business and comm minor and a background in marketing, Quite literally, there is no way that your professors or the curriculum of your college, of your major, knows what every single person is doing after college. So that's what I mean by college isn't teaching you how to do your job. College doesn't know what your job is going to be or where you're going to go next. What college does know is what it's like to move into the corporate world and what that culture is like and how those jobs work, which is why I say that college isn't teaching you how to do your job. It's teaching you how to learn how to do your job. It's not necessarily the content that you're doing in the classrooms, but the rubrics of that content or the syllabus of that content or the rules of the classroom that I think are more applicable to what you're going to be doing or how life is going to look after college when you're working those corporate jobs. With that being said, something I kind of want to shed some light on that I realized after I started working and then like kind of reflecting back on my experience in college is that the professors that you are calling hard asses right now while you're in college and while you're dealing with points being deducted for a late assignment or not getting credit for attendance are the most realistic examples of your future boss. So I would learn now how to get into the routine of following rules like that. And it was told to me a million times while I was in college, but it really wasn't until I started working that I connected it and was like, okay, that adds up because there is no extra credit in the work world. There's no turning in an assignment late and getting full credit. There's really no turning in an assignment late at all. And there's no skipping class. There, You don't show up to your job. You're not gonna have a job to show up to. If you can't be someone that your boss or employer can count on to show up and have your work completed, that is gonna have way more repercussions in the work world than in the college setting where you might get a letter grade taken off. I genuinely, I wish someone had kind of hammered that into my head a little bit more when I was in school because I loved the nice professors I had that were like, here's an extra credit assignment. Sure, you can turn it in late. That was so nice, but it's just not realistic in the context of you working for a business. And it is a hard habit to adjust to. So I would 
use the opportunity that you have while you're in school to adjust to that and to make a habit out of that. I mentioned GPA. I think that the best way I can say this is your GPA does not matter nearly as much as you think it does while you're in college. And kind of, you know, tying this with the previous point I was making, I realized after starting work and talking to some of my coworkers about all of this that I don't think anyone actually asked me what my GPA was. This goes for every single job interview that I had. Obviously, I had my resume, so like they could look at it, but no one has asked me about my GPA since I graduated. And no one cares either. And you will meet people that you work with and the conversation will come up and it is such a different array of GPAs that people have that it truly like doesn't matter. Your GPA is not a reflection of your potential or the ability to get a good job after college. This is something that I said to a lot of people while in college and while in different leadership roles, but give yourself credit and also give yourself a break because this is now coming from someone who is out of school. Your GPA just simply does not matter as much as you think it does. Obviously, there's different circumstances where you could have a scholarship or some contingency that you need to have a good GPA or a specific GPA. And that's a different story. It's a different conversation. Obviously, strive for greatness. But the narrative that you have to graduate with an amazing GPA to get a good job to make money is just incredibly fictional. And when you graduate and realize that no one actually cares what your GPA is, you will and be like, oh, makes sense. Something that is going to stick with you after college, though, is uh, burnout. I'm not going to harp on this because I talked a lot about like stress and burnout in the last episode, but that is one thing I think, you know, you get a lot of leeway in college with burnout the work world or post-grad, you can't necessarily get away with as much. You know, when, when the going gets tough, life goes on and there's a lot more riding on you showing up and getting the job done than you're used to, you know, when you're in college. And that was kind of a rude awakening, I think, for me, looking back at the little bout of burnout that I went through uh, a couple weeks ago. So I guess just like kind of preparing for that. I think that's just a universal experience that everyone goes through in their own time. And there's not really much that you can do to prevent it other than like knowing yourself, setting boundaries. But I guess just having an idea that that was something that could or would happen would have been helpful for me beforehand. Okay, moving to the next point that I want to talk about, the concept or idea of moving home after college. This is something that I did, which I didn't anticipate doing. I spent a good portion of my senior year trying to get a job in New York City. I think I was just hyper fixated on Gossip Girl because I was watching it during this time of my life and wanted to move to New York and be Blair Waldorf. But I've always been this way. I've always been someone who I want to move somewhere where I don't know anyone and I can start fresh and I have to build 
from the ground up my new life. And so that's what I wanted to do with New York. I really wanted to be in an environment where I was going to be forced to grow and learn. And I kept getting scammed <laughs> with like job interviews. I interviewed with like three pyramid schemes, which is crazy. And so eventually I just was like, okay, screw this idea. Then I was able to get a job where I'm at now, which also meant moving home because moving after graduation is incredibly expensive, especially if you're financially independent like I was. The idea of moving to one of the most expensive places to live was just like not something that I would be able to afford with the salaries that I was interviewing for. So I ended up in the position where I would be moving home and I actually was really excited to and have enjoyed it because you get to save so much money by living at home. And I live in a great place. I'm 20 minutes away from DC and where all of my friends were moving to. And so I'm very grateful and lucky for that. I know not everyone's situation is going to be the same. I think this is one of those things where it's like, do what's best for you. For me, I was fortunate enough to have a place that I could move into and I'm so grateful for it. But the biggest challenge that I had, and I think my mom would agree with this, is that the last time you ever lived at home for this length of time was before you went off to college. You know, you'd come home for breaks, but you've never been under the same roof with your parents for this amount of time since before you went to college. And that was four years ago when I was 17, 18 as a completely different version of myself. And it can be easy for parents to fall back into the pattern of treating you like you're still that young kid. And so I think while it is an amazing opportunity, this is probably like one of the last times that you'll really get to spend quality time with your parents. But if I could give one piece of advice, having a conversation about expectations before actually moving home, just being honest about how you can work together to make this dynamic successful, because they're still going to see you as their child. And at least for me, and I think, again, my mom would agree, there was this divide where we just like weren't seeing eye to eye on what the reality of the situation was in that I I'm an adult now I've lived on my own for the past four years I've learned how to make decisions and I haven't died yet so I think I did a pretty good job I don't think it's unreasonable to be confident in the fact that I can make adult decisions. And she was still looking at me as her youngest child, only girl, and almost sort of saw me back in that 18-year-old lens. And this caused a lot of tension for us when I first got home because on one hand, I was trying to live the life that I had been used to. And on the other hand, I was now not living under my own roof, I was living under my mom's roof. And so eventually we had a conversation about how we were gonna make this work. And honestly, like it sounds weird to have this sort of conversation with your parents, these people who've raised you, but almost having like a roommate agreement, just talking about what you agree upon to make this a successful cohabitation dynamic, because that way you are respecting the fact that 
I am an adult while I am also respecting that you are my parent and I am living under your house rules. So how can you give me the freedom that I need while I can also give you the respect that you deserve? I think that is a vital point of building that successful dynamic. I mean, hopefully they're receptive. I will say my mom was a little starstruck when I whipped out my communication skills and was like, I feel like you're upset and not able to accurately convey how you're feeling. Why don't we continue this conversation and you tell me what it is that you're feeling and then together we can come to a conclusion that satisfies both of us. Because when I was 18, I would have stormed off, I would have left and gone for a drive, whereas now I'm 22 when this conversation took place and I was like, no, like let's work together to figure out how to make this work. So yeah, she was a little starstruck when I approached it that way, but I do recommend having that conversation if you are moving home approaching it the right way and just trying to put yourself in their shoes for a second to understand where they're coming from and how you can work with them to, you know, continue living the lifestyle that you're used to, continue having the freedom that you are accustomed to, and also giving them the respect of understanding where they're coming from and why they are treating you the way that they used to when you were a teenager. My mom and I have been great since then. We're like roommates. She's my best friend. We sit on the weekends and talk about the tea. We watch movies together when I get home from work and I'm saving so much money. (laughs) But with that being said, no matter how badly you want to graduate right now, cherish it while you're there because truly once you leave, there's no going back. There's no like reintegrating that lifestyle into this current chapter of your life. So enjoy it. That's one thing. I don't have any regrets about when I was in college, but I do wish that my senior year, especially the first semester, I had said yes to more opportunities, like just to do more things. Just being able to be a college student, I wish I had said yes a little bit more because once you graduate, like I said, there's no going back. There's no being back in that environment in the same way that you had been used to beforehand and cherish it because I was so excited to have adult money and I was ready to graduate because I wanted to start making adult money and something that people don't typically talk about with that adult money it's great it is so nice but those adult paychecks also mean adult bills and adult financial responsibility and that sucks because I have a car payment and a credit card payment and a cell phone bill, (laughs) like insurance. And it's just like, it is so nice to be making that money. But with that money comes the things that you have to pay for that can be kind of annoying. It can be really annoying. So enjoy that. Enjoy being in college and have it in the back of your mind that eventually, although I'll be making more money, I'll also be responsible for 
spending more money and paying for more things. While you're in college, with this in your mind, start now working on financial responsibility and financial literacy. I didn't have that. I was so ignorant when it came to money. I almost felt like I had a part-time job just trying to understand all of the different things that I needed to do with my money. And I'm happy to give some advice there. I've grown tremendously in regards to my financial responsibility and financial intelligence, but I wish that I had spent time while I was still in college learning how to appropriately budget, stick to a budget. I just wish that I had spent some time learning how to handle all of that before I graduated and then was trying to learn how to handle and balance finances while having way more money in my possession. So the overall tips that I have before we jump off, I think that everyone should take a communications class. I know we're into second semester now, but if you can, like over the summer or online or just like do something to learn about effective communication. I can wholeheartedly say that the communications minor that I have in the classes that I took is the most useful skill that I gained from college. If you want to be set up for significant success in the work world, learning how to communicate effectively and efficiently is the golden ticket. If you have any questions on like books to read to learn more about communication or classes that that you should take, feel free to DM me because I'd love to send you some recommendations. And I just think that this is the best way to set yourself up for success because truly corporate America is all about how well you can communicate and talk and network. And so if you can learn how to do that and make a skill out of it, you will find yourself set up for success. Number two, this one's harder because sometimes it's just hard to have the bandwidth to do this, but figure out a way to make passive income so that you can save as much as possible from your paychecks. For me, I do freelance social media marketing and graphic design and dog walking on the side because that way I can save the larger amounts of money that I'm making from my job and I'm given opportunity to make spending money. And so I'm not tapping into the money that I use to pay my bills. Instead, it's like I'm explaining this poorly, but the overall point that I'm trying to make is find more ways to make money and use those different streams of income for different purposes. With that being said, uh, become financially literate. I talked about this earlier, so I won't harp on it, but just learning how to manage money and how to be financially responsible before you you're making large sums of money is going to set you up so well. And this is obviously important because when it comes to money, if you don't follow through with your financial responsibilities, you can get into trouble. And so I think being financially literate before you enter the work world is something that should be heavily prioritized. I don't really know why we don't learn about this more in depth, but just take some time now to familiarize
familiarize yourself with how to be financially responsible, how to stick to a budget and allocate it to responsible things, how to not be an idiot when it comes to credit cards, understanding all of that before you're just thrown into it. That is a lot more stressful than just taking some time now to get acquainted with all of those different concepts. You don't have to become a financial expert, but being able to have that small understanding, high level knowledge, I promise, will set you up for success. Lastly, to wrap up, it's important to also recognize that while graduation is sad overall, it's also so exciting and you should lean into that. You are being given the opportunity to start fresh, to be anyone, and I think that that is just so exciting and so cool and it's such a fun new chapter like i said overall graduation day is a little sad but after college life is pretty great if i'm being entirely honest with you it is really cool to get to start from scratch and to build your life from the bare bones all over again just like you did when you started college like that was terrifying but it was exciting at the same time to get to meet all of those new people and to get to meet all of the new versions of yourself and to create this life that you just spent four years living and now you kind of get to do it all again you get to meet a million new versions of yourself and so many people. The door opens to so much opportunity after graduation. So I think it's just important to, you know, cherish where you are right now if you are coming up on graduation. Also know that life is pretty good afterwards. There's highs and lows to everything. There are moments where it gets kind of lonely. Things are a little bit more serious. Everyone is a little bit more busy, but everyone's feeling lonely every once in a while and no matter what you're doing in your 20s or after college there's going to be highs and lows to it all the entire experience can feel melancholic it's strange but it's also really sweet and it's really cool that you had this life and now you're starting fresh and you have all of that experience and lesson heartbreak friendship failure and success to look back on as reference points that you're going to be okay. It's going to work out. You're going to find success and happiness just like you did while you were there. Even though when you first got there, you were nervous, terrified if you were me. That's kind of how life continues to be after graduation. You will have moments where you are like, this isn't going to work. Everything is going to spontaneously combust. And then it doesn't. And everything does work out. You find yourself growing. But I think it can feel isolating after graduation and not really even being sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing or you're where you need to be. But something that I think to keep in mind is that this is a common experience for everyone. Everyone in their 20s is in a constant state of like, what the hell is going on? Everyone's having a little bit of self-doubt or imposter syndrome and second guessing where they are right now. You just have to trust that it's going to work out the way it needs to. I have friends who are married and living in amazing places. I have friends who are still figuring out what it is that they want after college and myself and others and some other friends who are successfully working corporate jobs, making money. All of us are doing different things or in different 
chapters of our lives. But the one thing that we do have in common is that sometimes we still feel sad over how we've grown up, how life has changed. Sometimes we all feel a little scared about what might come next or where we're going to end up or how life is going to turn out for us. So it's okay and it's normal, but it's also exciting to not know what's going to come next, to not know the version of you that might exist next week or next month or next year. That is really cool. We should lean into that and it's going to be okay and everything is going to work itself out and you are going to get where you need to be or figure out where you want to be. But what I'm trying to say in short is it's going to be okay. Everything that you feel after graduation is normal and is okay and everyone is feeling it and everything is going to work out. You are so young. I know graduating can feel like you are not starting this new chapter, but more so like your life is ending. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a dramatic way, but you are so young. You have the opportunity to, like I said, start from scratch. You should seize this opportunity to figure out who it is that you want to be and be that figure out what's going to make you happy and do that. So who cares if you do the wrong thing the first few times? If you're working the wrong job the first few years, you have so much time to figure it out. It is going to be okay. Invest yourself in it. Have fun with it. You're in your 20s. You are never going to be this young ever again. Have fun with it. Pursue what sets your soul on fire. To wrap up, like I've said a million times, it's going to be sad. Graduation is sad. Even coming from me, someone who was ready to graduate. It was sad. I cried so much. Everyone that I knew that I saw in a cap and gown, I sobbed. I cried shaking the president of my school's hand. It's sad, but like also happy. I don't know. There's so much emotion wrapped up in the day of graduation, but you've learned so much. You know what you want and what you don't want and what you like and what you don't like. The people that you want to be around, you get the opportunity to, you know, build another life for yourself and maybe even do a little bit better than you did the first time around. You're going to be great. Don't stress yourself out. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Again, if you have anything specific that you want me to talk about, feel free to email it to me or send it to my Instagram DMs. Thanks again for listening. I will talk to you next weekend. Bye.